Just a reminder, our podcast deals with crimes that are often violent and graphic in nature, so listener discretion is advised. So when in doubt, leave the kids out. Now, please let us take you back in time. Hello, old time crime gal listeners, fans, friends. Welcome for another episode. We are glad to be here. My name's Melissa. Here is my friend Shannon. Welcome back. Yeah, we had um guys. We tried to record last week, but I ended up with a stomach bug, which was not fun. No. Um. So we and didn't. I didn't record. get it though. So yeah. Yay. So I left and we didn't record, and She's we're better. back. Yes, thankfully. Um. But now we're in the Christmas stretch. Christmas is soon. We're like ten days away. At this time oh, that we're we recording wow. yeah Ooh. it's on the house that i go by with the lights oh, i gotta go by that house i, I ride by it every night just because i, I forgot see about that change. house we, I if they ever stop doing them i'm gonna be sad we have a house in, um near us that beautiful christmas lights but on the roof it says christmas countdown and then the number changes every single day and i don't know how they do it because it looks like it's like yeah. If you ride during the daytime, it looks like it's strung lights written out like the numbers. He probably, or she goes out there and changes it, maybe. But that's a, know, that's a labor lot of work. Intensive. And Sunday here is supposed to pour rain. Really? So, yes. Ugh. 100%. They're talking about a washout. On Christmas? No, no, no. This coming oh, Sunday, Sunday, which will be okay. the 17th or 18th. Because Christmas is on what, a Monday this year? Yes. yes. I'm on snow for Christmas. I do, too. Y'all in the winter areas, bring, bring it on. Send it our way. Yes, please. Um, Down south. But yeah. anyway... Welcome back. Yes. We're going to take a break, right? Yes. So this will be the last episode that we publish until the new year. So Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year, uh, Feliz Navidad, all the good stuff. See you in 2024. Can't believe it. Yeah. So. Man, it feels a little like it was 2020 like last year. Let's not go back to 2020. Know, everybody like knows every, every reference point is to like 2020 was just yesterday. Yes. Like how we, it's Wow. I'm glad it's yesterday, and I hope it's never future again. Oh, yeah. Well, we're not going to go there. But anyway, I my voice is not 100% back, so Shannon's going to talk to us today and tell us a story. And I'm going to do my best. I fly by the seat of my britches. Well, I do too, but we, we we'll be good. love it to be different. Well, today we're talking about um, Mr. Jerry Wheeler and the story comes out of Georgia back in 2013. His name is Jerry Franklin Wheeler. He's 66 years of age. Um, in 2013, he was born on February the 2nd of 1947 in Carrollton, Georgia. His wife that he's been married to at this time, 42 years, um, was Jean Gay Wheeler and the couple had a son, and his name is Michael Wheeler. He's also a father and a grandfather. He was known in the community to be a great guy. Everybody liked him. He was very social. Um, people just talked highly of him. Nothing bad to say. I watched this um, episode on Snap, which was on Oxygen, and that's how I learned about it. And then I just started researching a little bit online and found some different articles. If you, anytime you research online, you find some wacky stuff and like yeah. opinions of different things. <laughs> um, so it's just, it was very interesting to see some of the stuff out there, um, you know, because people are always going to believe Tell that somebody's innocent, home. even when there's evidence, which blows my mind. But um, some people aren't rational. So anyway, Mr. You don't say. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Franklin Wheeler in Georgia. He liked to cook for his son, uh, Michael, who was a deputy sheriff in uh, Douglas County, Georgia. 
So he would come kind of at lunch and eat with his dad, and they had a really good relationship. But he said he would visit frequently. Yes. I mean, okay. almost probably every day. And That's good. Visit your parents every day. Really? I would want my kid to come visit me every day when I got older. I know. I don't like expect it because it's a challenge to do that. But yeah, <laughs> but yes, if you do, and it, there are especially more rural areas. If you don't live in a rural, you may do it in a city. But I'm just more familiar with rural areas, especially when people used to cook home cooked meals. It yeah. was just normal for people to stop by and eat lunch. I think now with technology, fast paced times, we don't really do that like we should. Uber eats and yeah, DoorDash and yeah, and people just don't take time with each other. They're on their phones or tablets True. or computer or TV, and um, so it's just kind of sad that the old way of doing things has kind of gone by the wayside. But this was 2013, and Michael ate with his dad, so that's cool. really cool. Um, so, but this particular day, he had been trying to call his dad. So it was past lunch. It was dinner time. And he had been trying to call his dad and talk to him on the phone and he couldn't get him on the phone. Uh, Jean, who was the wife of 42 years of Jerry was out of town. I think she was out of town with some family visiting someone or going somewhere on a trip. So dad, dad, the girl, grand or Jerry was home by himself. He was home by himself, 66 years old. So Michael actually stopped by and because he couldn't get him on the phone. So we kind of do that, you know, can't get him on the yeah. phone. We want to go find him. And now we have air tags and all that kind of, and uh, what's that, drop like 360 pin. Yeah, and drop like pins pins. and all of that. So I still don't know if I can drop a pin on my phone. I'm not on the Apple phone. I'm on Android. Oh, I don't, can I do that? Yeah, you can because uh, my husband does it from his phone and it's not an Apple. So if I'm like in the middle of nowhere and I need someone to like come rescue me, I can Drop I think, pin. yeah. I don't know how to do it because I'm not technological, but my husband was trying to show me. A few <laughs> there might ago. be something important to learn. That's true. He didn't. Yeah. Because I, the way actually, I hate technology, but that probably could be really convenient if, if for some reason you're being stalked or chased in a cornfield true. and you need to drop a pin. So yesterday, I know I've digressed, but yesterday I was actually out. I, I go out in the middle of nowhere for my job. And so I was out in the middle of nowhere. And I said, oh, I've seen this road and I've seen the other end of it. So I'm going to turn here. So I turned and then it ran out of pavement and it was, oh, no. which I've been down it before with my husband, okay. but I don't, I thought maybe by now I had been paved, but I guess not. <laughs> so I'm driving down it and like woods on either side and only one house, like a really old farmhouse. Yeah. And then here, guess who's coming down the road? UPS. So <laughs> I'm like, hey. The Amazon driver. We're fine. We're fine. <laughs> But my husband, I told him, he was like, "Please don't do that. Don't just drive in the well, middle of nowhere." Well, we had well, we had a detour one time on coming back from Maryland, and we had to avoid an accident or something. And and GPS took us GPS took us down a dirt path, and then the sign for the detour was on a dirt path, and we ended up cutting through a farm um, close to dusk with the you know weathered buildings and yes. the. The corn on either side of us, and we're like, "This is like a movie we've seen. This is not a good idea." But then we saw other cars eventually that were people were doing the same thing, and I was like, "Oh, okay, maybe we're supposed to do this cut through." Because I was expecting some angry person to come out waving the shotgun, "Get off my property!" Yes, yes. At like any minute now. And anytime you um, GPS isn't always accurate either, so very true. So anyway, but yes, but we're here and we're alive. Yes, we made it. <laughs> so, Mr. Jerry, so back to Jerry. Um, how did we? Get off. Dropping on. a pin. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. My brain drops pins all the time. I don't know where they're at, but they drop because I can't remember what I'm doing. So 
here we are talking about Mr. Jerry Wheeler, and he was at home. Michael couldn't get him. Michael could not get him. Was on the supposed phone. to come for lunch, or right. usually comes from lunch. Couldn't for some reason. Yes. And then tried to call. Well, no, I think he might. Know. He could have still come that day. They didn't say whether he came for oh, lunch okay. that particular day. I thought earlier he had, but it, he could have still come at lunch and then later tried to call him because okay. his, his yeah. wife is out of town. Just to, to check up on him. Right. Just to check up on him. And this was actually on June the 19th, 2013. So he couldn't get dad. So he drives over there. And what happens is he goes in the residence. The door is unlocked. He walks in. And all of a sudden, he sees blood all, oh. all over the wall and everywhere. And being a sheriff's deputy, he didn't, I think he thought he saw his dad, yes, from, from what I recall, he saw his dad rolled up in a rug. So he steps out of the house, because I guess he, he knew with all that blood, he probably wasn't alive. So he steps out of the house, instead of damaging the crime scene, calls the or I guess he calls it in on his radio because he was in uniform. Yeah, as a deputy. And he calls it in and then they come and they check it out. And so his dad had been brutally murdered and stabbed. And but, rolled up in a carpet? Yes. So what happens is when he comes, when they come in, back up for a minute. Okay. On the show when we was watching it on Oxygen Snapped, they were talking about Michael said his dad had been diagnosed with some condition. And I, and I tried to find this without watching the show again. I tried to find it online that he had some kind of diagnosis where his veins or an artery would like pop or something and blood could come out. That sounds so That's scary. It is scary. But if you watch the episode, Michael, the son tells about it. And he said he didn't know if something like that had happened, and then the blood, that's why blood was everywhere. But then how do you roll yourself up in a rug? Then he said, because you apply pressure, so maybe he thought if I roll my, if maybe his dad, I know it sounds okay, so far-fetched. Well, I mean, Watch the show for sure to get all the details, like, but. I can see if you're on your like arm, like you wrap up a turning rope, like you're, I don't, I don't know how severe this, this thing I don't is. either. I've never heard of it, but I mean, I don't know. I don't want to be rolled. anywhere near it unless he was like, okay, I'm just going to grab the side and like roll it like a bit. That's like what, yes. Yes. And maybe getting that compression. Like maybe it was, I don't know. Yeah. I don't either. But my, so my kids have always rolled themselves up in rugs. It's a sensory thing. <laughs> yeah, OTs sensory do it. Thing, yes. Like, I mean, it's a yes. wrap but, up like a burrito and then like unfold yes. it really quick and yes. it's pretty fun it's a it's a cool game and don't put it over there as long as it's not like you know yes. murder involved that's right so <laughs> he that's what his son was thinking maybe for pressure and okay. i mean if it could have been an arm i mean who knows i don't know but they as soon as they got there they realized that he'd been stabbed and so they unrolled him and started investigating when they went to investigate they found a footprint at the scene. They didn't really find a lot of other things. And they said they thought there was a little bit of evidence that the person had tried to clean up, but they found this footprint and it was actually a barefoot. Oh, yes. So the, whoever came in uh, was walking barefoot. Yep. Through blood. Yep. And so they weren't very, well, at least um, they rolled them up in the, like, were they trying to conceal? Exactly. They must have. That doesn't make sense. But then not wipe up the footprint. They must not have seen it. Or maybe they just got. You know, how, like sometimes they say they cover them up with something because they don't want to look at what they've just done. Maybe could have they just that. rolled yeah. them up in the. That's true. Like I'm just gonna. I mean, because you're here. not gonna hide a rolled up man rug, in a yeah, rug. Yeah. yeah, it just isn't gonna be well hidden. You have to. Yeah. So there was blood. They said on the walls, the floor. <sighs> Even like the fireplace, um, some other blood scattered throughout the house. 
And so it wasn't a natural death that was obvious. It was stabbing. But the footprint was left behind. And I don't really, I mean, it looks like if a footprint was left, they had to have left other like hair or DNA, especially. I mean, if they didn't take the time to wear shoes. About, yeah. And you, and you touch about, DNA now. Well, of course, for 2013, but still. Hey, back then, like, yeah. if I even put my hand on your shoulder to give you a hug, they can find my DNA on your shirt. Like, yes. it's crazy. And she just did. So, if anybody needs to investigate it, it's all It's all over you. <laughs> so, but here's my thing. She, there were, the blood was everywhere. So, not to have anything else just didn't make sense. And then the person you would think would have sweated. Like, yeah, sweat, like sweat, spit, and, something. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway. So anyway, so they ended up bringing, they wanted to check with everybody. So the wife was out of town. Michael, because he was the son, and and it was tricky because he had to be interrogated because he was the first on the scene, and you have to interrogate everybody that's close. So he was actually asked questions. And his emotions throughout the video were very stoic. He didn't really show any emotion. And even the detective said... Right, he's a deputy, though. Right. He said you can't really judge based on that because he is a deputy um he just didn't show a lot of emotion well and everybody is is different exactly and that's what they said and he ended up because of the footprint he ended up getting cleared right and so they rolled the footprint it wasn't a match and they said it was just you know they didn't have fingerprints but a footprint is equally now if you start doing crazy stuff along with your not declaring the right emotion or whatever then that's a little bit different right but just I don't know, but he's a deputy and probably seen a whole lot worse than that. Exactly. Yes. So he was just, you know, very methodical when he was talking and just, just very logical. Kind of still in shock, probably, like just trying to figure out, like, this is the facts. This is what we need to do to get whatever happened. And they never said, even though he knew his dad was rolled up in the carpet, but they never said that he went back and looked at him. So, you know, maybe he didn't see him with the full effect. I, I don't know, and that's all speculation. But just you know, thinking about what we would be like, I'd probably I, well, be a hot mess. Bit, well, not been there, but not in that situation. But through a whole death process and like having to watch someone die, I oh. definitely acted very different than what I would think in my head. And grief does crazy things to people. So there is a verse in the Bible that says, "The peace that passes all understanding." And I, going through, you know, a, a parent passing away. I had unusual strength that for me could have only become from God. Yeah. And it's, you don't know until you go through the situation, how you're going to respond. And that's pretty much any situation. Um, but yeah, you're, you're exactly right. I think he gives us like, I was strong for everybody else because I just had, yeah. to be. so I think that's what God gives us for me. So anyway, um, so yeah, so he was clear because his footprint didn't match. And then um, they had asked around at the neighbors and the neighbors were saying what um, they had seen that night, if there was anything they had seen. It's a kind of a wooded area, older, like 70s. When I looked it up, maybe a 70s, 80s neighborhood. So you had more space between houses. Um, you mean they trees. weren't like super close to each other? They couldn't stick their arm out the window exactly. and like be in somebody else's yard? Yes. So oh, that annoys me. <laughs> the neighbors had seen a lady walking and at night. And so um, they had seen her walking at night. So they went over there because it was just a little odd. It was like a, a, a tall, kind of overweight woman. And so the police went and asked her. She was out in her driveway and everything and asked her about it. And 
she said, no, you know, I was just walking. And they said, well, why do you walk late at night? And they said, because she said, because she was overweight and she was embarrassed and she just didn't want people to see her. She was trying to lose weight. So valid. I mean, that's a good excuse yes. to not want to walk around. So they left her alone and didn't, you know, pursue that right then. So we will get back to what happened after this. Okay. Okay, so we've already found out Michael was clear, Jerry Wheeler's son. And so they kind of went back to the drawing board and was going to check people in the neighborhood again. Anything that, you know, connections to Michael. Criminal histories. Criminal histories, anything. So they end up back at this lady who midnight walks because she doesn't want people to see her. (laughs) And her name is, we didn't check that for sure. We didn't check the pronunciation. But it's Sahara Tabrizia um, Fife. Fahir or something. I'm not sure if the middle letter is silent, Um, but it's F-A-K-H-I-R, Sahara. And I know on um, the episode on oxygen, they were saying Tabrizia is what it sounded like to me, but it says Tabriz, T-A-B-R-I-Z. So the lady that walked, they went back to her and found out she actually had a criminal past and dealings with the police and she was on probation for um, a previous sentence for failing to pay fines for a ticket. And Michael was the one who... He had tried to serve probation warrants to the defendant two months before Jerry Willard. Okay, so there murder. was some type of connection between yes. the two of those. So, and they actually, she lives in the same neighborhood. And we'll see oh. how close in a minute. So, she lives in the same neighborhood because that's how she was seen walking at night. So, she, they go back and check her... Well, when they went to um, arrest her and then they executed a search warrant, when they went to arrest her at her house for, for so what I, she was, I think, I don't know if I have the weight and all that here, but she was a really kind of larger woman. And when I say larger, she was tall over uh, probably six feet when you, um, say, when you saw her and um, very intimidating, very, very intimidating. It took five officers, I, I think is what they said. And she actually picked one of them up off the ground. Ah. So they finally got her. Tossing around like ragdolls. Yes. So they finally got her um, handcuffed and arrested and taken down to the station. They executed the search warrant. And when they were going to her room, they found under her mattress, they found a a knife wrapped up in like a cloth. Oh, well, there you go. Murder weapon. With blood on it. So they did find the murder weapon. But they had to prove that she was in the house and all of that. So the other thing, because I said they live in the same neighborhood, they looked out her window and they saw um, Jerry Willer's house. You could see it plain as day Mm. from her window. And it wasn't that far. I can't remember how many yards they said, but it wasn't very far at all. So she lived right there. Having a history with police, they thought... They never really clearly, I don't think, came out um, and said a motive, but that she didn't like she law didn't like enforcement. Yeah. yeah. The other thing that they found, which was interesting, so this is a story of gluttony. They went through, she had a bunch of strange writings, which you would think would be some type of mental health issue. Yeah. In all of her writings, it talks about how she was overweight and she was trying to lose weight. Her religion was, um, she was a Muslim. And so she felt like, Allah was punishing her because of being overweight and that she wouldn't lose weight and she would overeat and things of that nature. And so that was something that was like she was obsessed about was her weight. So when they brought her in to interview her, it was 
kind of fascinating. She didn't answer the questions necessarily directly. She basically said that she didn't know who killed him, that she didn't. And then went on a tangent about how she goes to the gym and she'll go work out for a few hours and talked about her exercise routine and just basically avoided all the questions. Mm -hmm. So when they went to do um, the footprint, she did, she refused, but they actually were able to talk her into letting an expert just look at her foot and with the, the footprints that, you know, the circles and all of the things, the arches on the footprints and the feet. Which is, of course, trained professionals look at all those different points, I'm, I'm sure. Yes, I wouldn't have a clue. I, me neither. I don't want to look at your foot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, when they, she, this um, expert looked at her footprint, they were able to match it to the footprint that was found in the house. Well, I imagine they it matched it enough that they got like a warrant that like you have to give me your footprint. Probably, now. I don't because a jury would be like, right. hey, yeah, you just looked at right. it. And I said think, it yeah, they probably did get the warrant then. So, um, but no, so she was actually tried and uh, for that and convicted. So when she was facing the judge, this whole time, she didn't think that she had done anything wrong. And she was saying on her faith and that, you know, she was not guilty or anything. So the judge basically sentenced her. And when she spoke to the judge, I'm going to quote this. This is Um, from her. Yes. So she was sentenced to life in prison um, with the charges of murder armed robbery and burglary so we don't melissa and i'm not oh sure. no because Was, wasn't the kitchen knife his may have been his yeah so, so threw that in there knife. just like that's you stole true, the knife from I think there was a knife missing yeah that's right okay so, well i didn't know a little bit so she refused a lawyer she said that allah was her defense lawyer and she demanded immediate release Oh, gosh. Well, and, of course. Why? Yes. I and mean, she, she demands it. Yes. And she stated that the room was cursed. So, in the courthouse. And there's video of this, I believe. And and I suggest, I'll try if I remember. I've been really bad about putting extra pictures on the podcast Oh, you need to see Because the picture, we have, yes. um, you know, lives and everything. And we're, we like what we do, but we're busy. But definitely, I'll try and post a picture because her face, those eyes. Yes. Yes. She's... Mm. I would not want to tangle with her at all. So, um, but so she actually, they, I think they evaluated her for being incompetent to stand trial, but she wasn't. Yeah. She's pro- she, I mean, yeah, yeah. she wasn't. So anyway, in her right mind, but crazy. <laughs> yeah. So she was saying Ala was her lawyer and he um, was on her side. And so, um, she was also charged with giving false information to police. Um, that she goes to the gym. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and works Oh, out. that might have been the false. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That was kind of wrong of me, but well, you should look up the YouTube video of the interrogation. Yeah. Um, so she said that Allah would represent her, and she also told the judge that um, she was going to seek vengeance if he didn't release her. So How? You're going to be in a little box. So, quote, Allah is my lawyer, and if you do not release me, Allah will have his vengeance on you like he did in 2009 when he sent the flood, she told the judge. It's only going to be worse. 2009? What is she talking about? Katrina? I don't know. What flood is she talking about in 2009? We might have to Google that. I'm not sure. 
We've had so many different. I know. Floyd, like Floyd, yeah. Floyd flooded us around here like that in 2009. But Katrina, there's been Ida. I was oh. seeing something on that the other day. Um, I'm just curious. And I think I, didn't I say that she called the courthouse a cursed place? Yeah, a cur- yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So he was a good man that was taken out. I still think she just, something mentally is going on. So but, she's from Georgia, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Melissa's trying to look up what flood that was. Um, but his his family and friends just didn't understand why anybody, the, even the coroner, said he was a great man, and he didn't understand why anybody would want to hurt him. Oh, this was just prolonged rainfall. Catastrophic Atlanta flood of 09 from the National Weather Service, sorry, was um, as a result of multiple days of prolonged rainfall. So it wasn't like a hurricane or anything. Huh. So that's what she was going. He sent the flood. So, I mean, not like, you know. But I think as far as we know, they re-aired this um, and just this past, like, couple weeks ago, and she's still serving her time. So, like I said, you can look it up online and just see there's some crazy stories out there um, and just about her. But she brutally killed and so it was Jerry Wheeler. thought that he, she thought he was... A deputy, like, I think like so, she because she kept Michael lived there correct. or something. Yes, that was what the, some of the thinking and so idea like she looks out were. her window after writing her diary about how she's ashamed she eats so much and sees that cop car there every day. And Maybe she could see their kitchen eating food, eating their lunches. I know. And how dinners. does it go together? And then she, you know, gets mad because but if, literally both of them. I, she's gluttonous with eating the food, well, and then she also had some. You know, tickets and some criminal But history. if Michael was the one to serve her papers, she would have known what he looks like. He's obviously not a 66-year-old man. So did she just get in the house and then like, oh, crap, I'm caught. Let me just stab you to death with your own knife? Might have been, yeah. That's true. I don't think she was or she had, logically. She did, like, well, she didn't have a psychotic break. She wasn't, they said she was confident right. and didn't have any issues. Which doesn't make sense. Well, I mean, why, why do people do what they do? We don't right, know. That's right. why I'm a psychology student, and I still can't figure I don't, it out. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> um, the only the thing human, I can think the of is human she condition just, is fascinating. Maybe she thought he was going to come and lock her up and take her away from her food. Because I bet she's lost weight. I think even that picture, one of the pictures we saw looked like she was a little thinner. So maybe that was well, it. Well, they don't feed you the as much Mike when you get locked me. up. She stashed food. It says she like would stash food. I think that was in her journals. So maybe she thought, if you lock me up, I can't have the food I want. I mean, I That's know. an extreme diet plan. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Your retirement plan is three months. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Not well, for murder, but. Hey, people the get degrees. Are, you still get um, yeah. exercise time. Well, I think most of our jails are empty, right? Because they let everybody out. Because <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know, but I don't oh, know. I'm rethinking. Let's see. Like well, I mean, that. it's the our jail system. Now I know it's needs work. Obviously, so does our justice system. But when it's a better place for kids to end up there than it is in their home life on the streets, and they yeah. strive to be there. You got a problem. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes they can get because they do get meal. They are fed. They get medical care. They get education. They get to read books. They They get get to they get they have they get it better than I got it sometimes. That's right. Yep. Get to work out. 
side. They, some of them get to be the king of the jungle, basically, because they you don't can, have to worry about bills. You just have to hang out with your friends. Yeah, if you find somebody, you gotta get the right click. You have to work out though, so you defend yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, so um, gotta get good at DUI making shivs and out of like you know plastic spoons and things. Yeah, I don't know that you can. You're get crafty. No, that's true. <laughs> so it's just better not to go at all. Yes, we're not supporting anything, but I'm. But there is a problem when. Anyway, there's yeah. a problem. But yeah, thanks for um, yes. listening. And this was definitely an interesting one, and it, it's a shame. Always a life loss. You hate to hear that, mm. but um. Anyway, but thank you for joining us, so Mr. Jerry Wheeler and Georgia and. Um, his poor wife. I didn't have any information about. I'm asking the questions now. I have any information about his wife? Like any yeah. interview with her? Oh yes, yeah. she was on the interviews and just she was out of town and she just didn't understand why anybody would hurt him yeah. and never you know understood that and it was just broke her heart. They've been married 42 years and so just kind did of he sad. have any siblings or was he the only child? I don't know. You're asking questions like see Shannon. you ask you ask me questions I all the time. I don't have the answers to bring it on. So, yes, I don't know if he had siblings or not. Um, I'm not sure about that. No. But it sounds like, I don't know about his grandchildren, but he did have grandchildren. And some of them were on the, I think they were on the video, too. So I need to change TV shows man. and kind of watch Snap some. I think I've, I've there's a podcast I listen to, Snap Snap Podcast, okay. um, that's like the shows in podcast form. I never. Because I've been doing, a, like, I even talked about this on this last recording we did. I watch a lot of Dateline to the fa- point that I think I've seen all, all of them. I'm not really, I just don't watch a whole lot. But this mm-hmm. one I did manage to get some time to watch. So, But I'll put I... the um, YouTube link in the show notes so that you can go to the interrogation video so you can see what she looks like and Very see her ramblings on her yes. exercise routine yes. and all of her, her things. Um, so thanks for sharing that one. I would definitely um, bring her candy if I had to oh, encounter her. Because <laughs> she, I would here, want her to pick here. me up or hurt me. Or well, anything. she picked up a police officer yeah, so straight from five, the, I think five people. So. Well, that had to have been a, there was no drug, no drug issue, like hyped up on I don't, something. Not that I recall. There was nothing in the writings and I don't believe hmm. there's anything said. So, so just, just natural. Wow. Sugar, maybe. Sugar. She was, <laughs> and when she crashes, she'll crash hard. Yes. Thanks for joining us. Have a Merry Christmas if you hear this before Christmas. Yes, and a Happy New Year. Yep. Um, you can email us at oldtimecrimegals at gmail.com. I will put everything up in the show notes of the YouTube video. Um, this was a great one. And just we'll talk to you next time. Remember, when you do the crime, it'll catch up with you in time. And then we'll talk about it. <laughs>